The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name and happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP Jabhaz. With me today is a very special guest, a former NWA Women's Champion, a former two-time WWE Women's Champion. She is, of course, the legend, Jazz. Jazz, welcome in. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you. Thank you. Enjoying life, man. Enjoying life. What's going on in your world? What have you been up to? Oh, um, we have our school. My husband and I, we have our wrestling school. Here in San Antonio, and we started our our um, promotion, and we just had our second show this Saturday, and we're, we're already getting ready for next month. So it's like you know, it never ends. That's awesome. How did you get the uh, school started? How did or when did it really start too? Um, actually, Ron and I started this school, man, in the late nineties. Wow. Yes, it just um, we had to take time out due to our scheduling and our careers you know but yeah we've always tried to share our knowledge with um anyone and everyone that wanted to any help so yeah since the since the late 90s man is the dog pound wrestling dojo when did you restart it we restarted here um it's been going down for like a full year one full year here in san antonio texas a lot of students like how's it going yeah, yeah, we got over 20 students for sure. Wow. Yes. Thunder Rosa was on board with us, um, but with her scheduling and, and just never home, she just she had to just focus on her career, so she had to step away. But Ron and I were still full-fledged at it, man. Yes. So do you get, like, brand-new students, or you get almost, like, finishing school? Where we have brand – well, we really was focusing on finishing. We was, like, con considering our school as a um, polishing school. Yes, but, 
you know, the newcomers come about and man, we got kids. My 12 year old daughter's training. I have a, I have a girl that's 15 years old. She's training. So yeah, we're, we're getting them in man. we're, we're taking them in with no knowledge whatsoever, which sometimes that's the best key because they don't have any bad habits. Ah, that's true. Yeah. You can kind of make yes. sure you don't have to break them the habits you make exactly. sure they don't get them to begin with. Coming in as a blank canvas. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So when you, when you start the training, you do the training, is it like, Hey, you don't get in the ring for a while. You want to no. cardio up or you get right in the ring. We get right to it. We get right to it. I mean, you get in this business to wrestle. It's not my job to make sure you're conditioned. Now, if you don't get to ever wrestle on the show, that's your problem. If you're not conditioned and not going to the gym, that's on you. Of course, we we require that, but that's not part of what we do during, you know, training hours. You got to do that on your own time. But Rodney, he's a type of coach that he will, he goes to the gym every morning and the, and the kids are more than welcome to go. He'll have three or four students with him each morning in the gym with them. So a lot of them getting that hands-on training, even in the gym, man. We're very hands-on. It's pretty good, though, as far as, like, you and Rodney be able to get that training. Because I see some schools, I'm like, I never heard of this guy. You know what I mean? It's like, where, where has this guy been a wrestler? Yeah. And that always pops up. But obviously, you two, I mean, that's yeah, a great I, resume. Yeah, I, I I get that a lot. You go somewhere, like, okay, well, who broke you in? Who you train with? And they throw some name out there, and you just – and they say it like you're supposed to know it. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, you know – um, Scott Strong in um <laughs> in Connecticut, you go, oh, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I find that like fascinating where people actually I don't know, do they actually know like that the guy wasn't anybody or I don't know, I feel like they they've all been bamboozled or a lot of them. Yes, and it shows with their in-ring work too. Yes, it does. You got to go to professionals. You have to go. <laughs> exactly. And there's plenty, plenty of professionals out there. It's like, if I want to be the best, I want to learn from someone who's actually been there to walk in those shoes and been on that stage. You know, that's who and where I would want to go and be trained. You know, I don't want to be trained from a guy that decided he could never be a champion. So he decided to get a, got a ring and get his own school and his own promotion. It's like, nah. <laughs> right that's especially, not who i would recommend to anyone especially you guys it's like okay we know how to get to WWE or you know what what they're looking for exactly should train with us we'll we'll show you the way yes sir yes sir and um you can go to our website it's dog pound wrestling dojo and that's dog with two g's um we train monday wednesdays and fridays from seven till 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Now, Rodney was trained by JYD, right? And you yeah, were trained we both by were. Rod Oh, you both were. Okay. We both were. And then when JYD and us kind of went our separate ways, that's when Rod Price came in. Yep. And I, yeah, I, the rest is Rod history. Price. Yes. That's my buddy, Rod Price. I love that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know hard way? Oh, yes. <laughs> I just talked to him and uh, John Tatum. If you remember Hollywood, John. Yes. Tatum. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's his, yeah, that's his boy. Yes. Yep. yep. So exactly. What was, like, what was it like training under JYD at first? Because, man, JYD. Talking about somebody. Yeah, that, that was. I ain't gonna lie. That was a little starstruck right there because mm -hmm. I mean JYD was one of the biggest. 
households names of all times. I mean, it was JY, there was Hug Hogan, and then there was JYD. <laughs> you know, so uh yeah, it was it was a little starstruck in the beginning, but he was the type of guy he most definitely uh focused on sharing his knowledge far as the business side of it. He didn't do too much training in ring and stuff like that, but I got to travel with him on the road quite a few times and and just saw him how he networked and hustled and made money and didn't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> you know, if you're going to use his name, you're going to pay him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was at a wedding like, a few weeks ago and somebody was like, Oh, remember like the old days, like junkyard dog. It's like, Oh, that's awesome. Like it, it was like very, on the top of people's n names that they haven't watched wrestling in forever. Exactly. I mean, everyone remembers JYD. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. So that was a great experience with him. And, and like I said, just, just learning the business side of it. Um, and Rod, he was the guy who had us, had me in the ring and, and training me and, you know, and um, eight months training with him, I did my trial with ECW, and the rest is history. So that's basically how you got into ECW. Just had a tryout. Yes. Is it for Paul specifically, or is it like Dreamer Paul, a bunch of guys? It was Paul. It was Dreamer and Paul. Yes. Yes. Rod told me because um, we were living in Louisiana at the time and training in Louisiana, and Rod told us because you know he was in ECW. Yeah, he was one of the Baldies for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was one of the Baldies, yes. And he told us that ECW is going to be doing a loop in Louisiana and told us to get our shit together and hit the road and, and get in there and uh, let him see us. And I waited until the last day to get in the ring because I just didn't think I would be a fit because of what I was seeing. I was seeing Francine and Dawn Marie, you know, and they were going at it and panties and bras, you know, and I'm like, I don't think, you know, I don't think they would choose me to get out there and do that. <laughs> and Dawn was like, girl, you better get in that ring and show them what you got. And that's what I did. I got in the ring, had a uh, match with Jason Knight. And, yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy, though, like to think, like, okay, the way that they have the women is, you know, completely different the way that you kind of brought into the business. Yes. It's like bra and panties matches or, you know, it's like these, oh, they're going to be sex symbols and, yeah, fight and all this other stuff that Joey Styles is yelling out. So, exactly. what did you think about that coming in? Do you think like, oh, this is not um, my Paul, style? I guess he saw that I was totally different, and he just, um, just helped me enhance. You know, um, of course, during that time there were no women in the ring for me to actually have matches with, so I had to wrestle the guys, and they had faith in me to do it. Hell, eight months in the business, I was hey, I had nothing to lose. So I I was either gonna have to get out there and swim or get eaten up, you know. So yeah, man, those guys and I, we had great chemistry together in ECW. No one bitched and griped and complained about working with me or putting me over because I didn't gripe or complain about them, you know, stiffing me or or whatever. We was just everybody was there to, to work. And we were happy to do it. That takes a special toughness, like from your part, to be able to work with these guys. You daggum right, man. I took everybody finisher in ECW. <laughs> <laughs> I got gored. I took the Spine Buster, CW Anderson. 
Only thing I didn't take was uh, Tajiri's mist. I never took the mist. <laughs> <laughs> but you're taking all these physical hard maneuvers. Yeah. Though. I mean, I mean even Balls Mahoney's finisher. Yes. And it's not like they're like letting up at all either. I mean, they're no, and Paul him. wouldn't allow that. That's the first thing he would say: "Do not treat her like a girl. Do not treat her like a girl." He said, "I can handle it." And he told me to beat the shit out of them too. So <laughs> that's what that's what we did. Were you worried about getting hurt at all? No, stupid, young, green. No, <laughs> no, I was more worried about messing up than anything. Cause I was still so green, you know, but, um, I learned so much in ECW. I mean, Jesus just, I can't even begin to tell you what all I learned. Just, just hearing them call the match. I never really even had a match called before going to ECW, you know, and, 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 and the way they talk here, they wasn't talking anyway. They were just bing, bing, boom, fuck, fuck, did that. And what, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to kind of just fill in the blanks of what I thought they were saying. Yeah. Like when you're doing that and you're learning and like almost like on the job training. It was. When do you I start had on the job training? Yes, sir. So when do you start getting like more comfortable with like, you know, calling in the ring and stuff? Like that? Does it take months or how long does it take you to start? Getting yeah. Well, you know, um, Paul, they, they gave me a little time. They, you know, they put me with Just Incredible with the entourage. So I had to be on the ringside uh, worrying about my cue for my spot on the outside of the ring, you know. So, again, Justin may be having a singles match, but he got five other people on the outside. So, you know, it was a lot of us <laughs> having spots, you know, throughout that match, throughout the whole match, you know, it just wasn't the finish, you know, we did shit throughout the whole match. So right there just gave me confidence and knowledge to where once, um, Paul put me in the ring, I just, I just felt comfortable. And, and I trained every day. It's not like I got an ECW and start trying and stop training and just on the job training with them. No, I went home and I was in the ring every day. <laughs> yes. So when you're doing that, you're on TV. Like, how do you feel like with every the way everything is going? Are you starting to say like, okay, I'm starting to create my own character. I'm starting to really feel my way in ECW. Man, honestly, wasn't that wasn't even on my mind worrying about a character because they never talked to me about a character. I just went out there and did what came natural. So that was all me. They never told me what to do, what moves to do, what, you know, how to act and how to talk. They never told me any of that. So I just went out there just raw and uncut and just developed myself with, with growth and time. Is that what the way they wanted it? They wanted you to kind of feel your way out? I don't know. They never, they never said anything, you know, they, they never talked to me about anything. They just, you know, and uh, Joey Styles started putting me over, calling me the female fighting phenom, and you know, and that just kind of stuck. And you know, it's just I was just blessed at the right place at the right time, man. You know, and, and I was able to just develop into something natural, which is very uncommon a lot these days, you know. But I was, and and even when I got to WWE, they didn't. Only thing they told me in WWE is they wanted me to work as a heel. 
Everything else was on me. Now, Fit Finley made me turn into this, this killer-ass heel, you know, no nonsense. But as far as me being tough and, and not afraid of anything or anybody, that was all me. Because, I mean, if I'm in the ring with all men, I damn sure wouldn't be worried about being in the ring with women. <laughs> you know, and in fact, when I first got the WWE, and I remember my first house show, um, I worked Trish. And after the match, they kept running up to Trish. Are you okay? Are you okay? Like they literally thought I was, I was killing her. But no, I was. I'm a worker. <laughs> the way you should be, right? I mean, that's yes. the way it should be. Yes. What did you think about Trish? Because they, you know, they always say like, okay, she came from the modeling world. How is she going to adapt? And she seemed like she adapted pretty well. So how she adapted pretty pretty her? well, man. Yeah, she. Um, her and I, we had great chemistry. I was able to help her a lot. You know, she was a lot greener than I was. And and me being the heel was able, I was able to to carry and dictate the pace of the match. And yeah, man, it was, it was just, it was history making moments made with Trish, you know, and and uh and she didn't gripe one bit about me being stiff at all because we was there to prove, I think, you know. During that time, the girls, they were so tired of all those gimmick matches, the Patty and Bra matches and 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 pillow fights and all that shit. They were they were sick of that. They wanted to be, we wanted to show the world that we could wrestle and we wanted our time and and we just wanted to show not only the WWE people, but all the fans that we belong, you know, and we we deserved our time on the show. And it was just what it was all about with us. You know, the girls just really trying to prove that we could wrestle and we didn't have to be in bra and panties, you know, any longer. Yeah. And with Trish, it's funny because she's like known as the, the model. Oh, she's so good looking, like all this stuff. And then you come along, it's like, oh, she's going to kill Trish or Trish should be scared. And yeah. It was and that perfect, was the concept, like, right? Yeah. Perfect. And people really thought that I was about to kill her and, yeah, and, and way my character was, it was the type of character that would come in, you know, and straight and go straight to town. <laughs> yes. So when you're feuding with her, are you doing like a lot of house shows where you're like t you're basically telling her not how to work, but kind of just helping her along and schooling her on like a little bit? Yes, yes, a little bit. Yes, indeed. Um, breaking down the um the difference of a, a hope spot and a comeback you know yeah little things like that but um yeah man we just we had great chemistry and and then with with lita out you know trish and i we shit, we took off yeah i feel yes. like that was a, a big time feud but it was also the momentum changer for the division because Yes. We used to Trish in a oh in the schoolgirl match or whatever like they yes. used to have yes. her in. Yes. So when we were we were all excited, you know, and we we had a match damn near every Monday night. <laughs> so yeah. you know, we were getting our time. The difference now and then is that um we only were getting like five, seven minute matches on TV. Now the girls get 10, 15. I mean, they're getting 20 minutes for TV and, and sometimes 20 minutes for pay-per-view. We've never had, you know, a, a 20, 30-minute pay-per-view. I haven't, <laughs> you know, where you get to really 
pace and, and, and show, you know, tell a good story. Because I'm all way, about storytelling, you know. Yeah, it's way different now. Now yes. you don't now you can tell that story. Charles exactly. Blair, in a match on Raw. Exactly. You know, I'm like, we didn't we didn't get that opportunity. You know, we had to tell our story in five minutes, which we, we were able to do it, you know. I just stayed focused on, you know, whatever and you know, back then it was all about your signature shit. As long as you hit your signature shit, you were okay. But I still had to try to get heat within the five minutes where the people make the people hate me. And Trish and I were very successful with that. Do you think it's harder? Like, hey, we only have five minutes, but I'm really going to get this over. Do you think it was harder for you? Because you know, she's a, bit, a little bit greener, but you're kind of the veteran leading the match. Is that really hard to do that in five minutes? No, because we knew that we were – and we had fit as an agent. And we knew, you know, and sometimes our five minutes got cut. Depending on if The Rock went out there and went over on his time on his promos and stuff, you know, in his segment. So, yeah, um, that, that would have upset us if our time got cut. It was like, well, damn, we, we only had five minutes in the beginning. Now we only got three. But, you know, we still we still got the story over. We'll cut thing, bits and pieces out, but still got the story over. Does Trish love you at this point? Because you're helping break the mold of like, I'm doing these girly matches. Now I can kind of, you know, really get into my character and, and actual wrestling. She loving well, you and working with you? Well, I'm, she, I've never, she's never told me, oh my God, I love working with you. But we just knew we had a job to do together. And we both, during that time, yes, we enjoyed working with each other because we made money with each other. And we made the people believe in what we were doing. And, you know, they loved her and hated me. So that means it really made my job easy. My job was really, really simple. You know, just go out there and just be vicious, just mean and vicious. And that's all it took because she was such a fan favorite. Yeah, she was over. And it was yeah. interesting that the, the crowd was starting to really get into the woman's matches rather than yeah. just the, the bra and panty stuff. Oh, yes. We got great reaction. I mean, we were told that our matches were getting higher ratings than, than some of the men matches. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Our matches got over big time. And you, and you think about it. If it wasn't, I don't believe we would have gotten that much TV time every Monday. Every Monday we were on TV. Right, you would have got cut, yeah. Yeah, we would have got cut. Yes. What do you think about you kind of paving the way for nowadays where they do get to do the storytelling in the longer matches? What do you yes. think about your role in that? I, you know, I'm happy for the women. You know, um, we've come so far, you know, um, like you said, getting the more time, um, and hell, now there's just so many women. Now there's so many women, there's there's not enough space for all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's I just like, saw they released like 10 girls today or something. Or the, or, or really? Yeah. I didn't see that. From what company? So NXT and WB both had a bunch what? of releases. Yeah. I didn't see that. Amber Moon, Taya Valkyrie. No uh, way. Yep. Scarlet Bordeaux, a bunch of the girls are gone. B-Fab is gone. Yeah. What and what they just got Taya there. Yep, only oh six matches God. she had. That's it. Changed the whole name and everything. 
Yeah, I, I don't, you know, been there, done that. I, and I still don't get it. I really, really don't. I don't understand it. Um, I really thought NXT was going in a, such a good direction and, and giving, you know, a, another platform for all this talent to be able to perform, you know, but hey, man, I, I don't know. I don't know the just of it. I don't understand the polit the politics side of it. I don't get it. But that's why I'm trying to do my own thing. <laughs> do you consider yourself a trailblazer in that regard, like for women's wrestling? I I I do, and 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 what and and, and that's what the girls tell me, <laughs> you know. Um, yes, because I wasn't the cookie cutter. I wasn't the 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 Barbie doll. I didn't have the boobs and the uh, the blonde hair, and I wasn't the average looking girl. In, in professional wrestling, you know, I was a little tough girl with muscles and, you know, and, and it worked. So it wasn't all about tits and ass with me. And I believe, you know, yeah, that has a lot to do with what's going on in the industry now with these women. I mean, these women now, man, they hardcore. Oh my God. You got girls do hardcore matches. I mean, getting color and all that, which I have never done that. For some reason, when I first left ECW, I mean WWE, and I went back on the Indies, and they were booked me, and they would try to book me in hardcore matches to my ECW. I'm like, bro, I never did any hardcore shit. I didn't do any um, uh, uh, tables and and tacks and all that shit. Like, no, that that wasn't my deal. I was in the ring wrestling. <laughs> Yes. Right. It's like all the craziness is around you, but you are the character. The rest, like, yes. Much I like Taz it. didn't really use the weapons and stuff. His hands were his weapons. Exactly. Like kind of exactly. Correct. 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 But yeah, man. You know, just again, blessed being at the right place at the right time, and now sharing sharing the knowledge that my husband and I have. We've been in this game for for twenty five years, and you know, have a successful school and. Now our promotion, which is Dog Pound Championship Wrestling, you know, is taking off and we're doing great with that. And man, just just trying to just trying to, you know, keep the business alive, save the business, basically. <laughs> Will you be wrestling at all? No. My wrestling days are about over. I'm trying to do this tour and I'm gonna fill some dates in 2022 and and after that, I'll just be strictly behind the scenes. Um, I work with NWA. I'm an agent producer for NWA now, so I'm happy with that. Um, I um, got our stuff we're doing. So yeah, I'm I'm very content. <laughs> nice. Yes. With, with the the tour, I mean, are we talking retirement tour? Really? Yes. Is it, that's going to be retirement it? tour. Yes. Yes, sir. And I'm only now accepting tag matches. I can't do any single matches. My knees are all jacked up, man. You know, I was an athlete throughout from middle school up to, you know, college. So my knees are just, yeah. <laughs> I got those uh, Huck Hogan knees going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's not good. He's uh, I tell he's me about it. Yeah, oh, that's not good. I'm the one who's feeling it every day. I understand now. 
how'd you get the role with NWA? You, obviously, you were wrestling there, and then you kind of just transferred into the agent role. Yes, um, Pat Kenny reached out to me, Simon Simon Diamond. Oh yeah, yes. Him and I had great great matches together in ECW, man. And and my boy, he he reached out and congratulated me on a retirement from from uh, Impact and. Uh, he asked me, how would I like to come on board, man, as a producer? And I was like, you damn right, Pat. So I've been with him ever since. What do you think about the woman in the NWA? I mean, is there a lot of growth there? Or do you see a lot of potential? For oh, that? yes. That's great potential there, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, they got some great talent. Some girls that have been in the game for a while. And it's weird because I remember when these girls first broke in, and now I look at them like they're all grown, grown women now. Now they're vets in the game. Right. <laughs> like yeah. Allison Kay, you know, Sienna. Um, Marty Bell. I remember when Marty Bell and I had a, a tag team belts for a promotion in Jersey at one time. Yes, WSU. So, um, man, yeah, just to see all the talent. Um, Kiara Hogan. I remember when I first met her before she even, when she was still training under Mr. Hughes, you know, and these girls now they're the vets in the game. So yes, I'm loving it. <laughs> Sometimes I look at them. I just get, I just laugh. It's like, wow, <laughs> I'm really getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your buddy Mickey James is there. Oh Yeah. Yes, 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 the queen. Yes, Mickey James, and she's still at it, man. Mickey James still in that ring, doing what she does best. And I wish I could be in the ring. Oh my god! Oh, I wish I could. But it's time. I just turned forty nine, John. So, oh, wow. and I figured, okay. yes. So I figured, there's nothing really left for me to do. I've accomplished almost any and everything that I could ever want in this business. Only thing left for me is the WWE Hall of Fame. And if that happens, yes. And if it don't, I'm good. I've still had a great career. I've made a great living off this business. Has it been tough? You damn right it's been tough. But I did it. <laughs> is the Hall of Fame WWE one, of course. Is that something you think about a lot or not really? Not really. That's something you really can't think about because you just don't know if you're ever going to get that call or not. I mean, if it happens, hoorah. But if not, you know, life goes on. You know, it's like it's like breaking into business and saying you want to you want a main event and on AEW. You know, it's like you can't make that call. You may not ever get that call. But does that mean that you're not going to be successful just because they don't call you? You still, man, you got the whole world to travel and, and, and be successful. You go to Japan, Puerto Rico, I mean, 50 states of the United States. I mean, Jesus, it's it's just that one company doesn't make you or break you in order to tell you if you're successful in this game or not. Very true. And you, you, can, sort of you can make build your own name. You become your own brand. Look at Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa was a brand before AEW even know who she was. It's true. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot of more like that. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Martinez, she was a brand before she even went to NXT. You know, now she's back on the indies, and I saw she was in Impact. You know, 
you, you may you may utilize that platform and that all well, that do is um that basically um oh my god what i'm trying to say it, it just gives you more notoriety and and your stock goes up far as making more money for a booking fee you know but if you're good and you're that damn good and you get to travel to the uk and japan and all these other places man that's you're building your brand it's true yes have you thought about like a these tag matches in 2022 and you know the retirement tour? Have you thought about girls that you want to have on the opposite side of the ring? Have you thought about girls you want to wrestle? No, no, because there's so many girls still, still today want to have singles matches with me. And I'm like, baby, <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we could maybe do a tag match, but these singles match days are long gone for me. Somebody reached out to me yesterday about a singles match. I'm like, bro, no, I'm not even going to even take that booking. No, <laughs> not at all. And I think to me, that's, that's more, that's such an honor for me to have still hundreds of girls or women that want to get in the ring and wrestle me still today. That, that says a lot, you know, yeah. so that's why I say there's I've accomplished everything, man, that that I could could ever want and hope for. I, I I've been a WWE Women's Champion. Um, I've gone to I've wrestled in two WrestleManias. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I haven't been on TV in over fifteen years. Wow, really? For real. Didn't and I'm still that. a household name. <laughs> That's true. Impact, NWA, bring you in. AEW brought you in. I mean, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes, sir. When you look back, any regrets? Anything you wish you could have done in business? Not one regret at all. What I did, I did it the right way. I didn't stab nobody in the back to get get where I wanted to get. I didn't sleep with anybody to get where I wanted to get. I did shit the right way. That's why I can go to bed every night and sleep in peace and look at myself in the mirror every day and 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 and, and, and uh, tell my kids about everything that ever happened to me in this business and things I had to go through. I can look them right in the face and tell them because I did things the right way. And it was hard work, sweat, and tears. No blood, but <laughs> sweat and tears. Yeah, you're not doing any blade jobs, like you said. Yeah, you're not doing that. Like some of these crazy girls are doing today. Yeah, these girls are, my God. Ooh, God bless them. But that's that's their brand. I was surprised I saw Britt Baker doing that. I'm like, oh my gosh, crazy. Yeah, I don't think you'll see Britt doing that, you know, 10 more times or nothing. I think she did that and, you know, and it's it's done now. Hopefully, you yeah. Know? Yeah. It's I mean, if she wants to do it, she can do it, but she doesn't have to. You know, uh, speaking of Britt Baker, I was on the Jericho cruise here a couple of weeks ago and um, I was there and I go in the back and hang out with the girls in the, in the locker room. And they had me come out with them the last night of the, of the cruise. 
I came out with Bread and Rebel, man. It was it was pretty cool. And and um, the other girl from the UK, what's her name? Um, Jamie Hader. Yeah, Jamie. Yes, yes, yes. Those are some big girls, man. I was like, damn. I was looking at them like, okay, I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> And Jamie Hader definitely works out. Uh, no doubt about it. Yes. Jim. Yes. Yes. What did you think about going out there and, and being with them? Did you think like, oh man, maybe I maybe I'm feeling better. Maybe I can get a tag match going. No, I, I walked out with them. It wasn't nothing about me. <laughs> me, I could do anything from the outside of the ring. I get in the ring and do a spot. But as far as me getting there and trying to have a 15 minute match, no. Nah. No. I thought you were gonna say that you were on the Jericho cruise singing and doing karaoke and stuff like that. I, oh. I thought you were going to mention that. Yes, I did a little bit of that too. <laughs> that looked like a lot of fun though, the Jericho cruise. How was that? It was oh, good. it was, it was nothing but fun, man. You know, and, and I'm such an outgoing person to where I hung out with the fans just about every day. Very cool. Yeah, I went and ate in the. Anybody want a picture or autograph or whatever? <laughs> That's what I was there for. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you do with uh, Chris with Jericho? I saw you guys in the ring. Was that a podcast that he was recording? Yes, we did his podcast. Um, Talk is Jericho. We did. Uh, we discussed the evolution of women wrestling with Britt Baker and Medusa. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. That was that was really really cool. And oh my god, we got such a great response from that. Oh wow, everybody kept talking about that. I'm like, well, damn, did we do that good of a job? <laughs> I guess just the stories, you know, because no one really knows our stories, you know. And it's just yeah. the things that Jericho brought up and discussed, I guess, had never really been discussed before. So it was pretty cool. Now, you never worked with Medusa at all, did you? Probably not. She was before my time. Right. Way before my time. She still looks like she's in pretty good shape. She is. She is. And she talked about the things that she, she went through, man, and... You know, over there in Japan and getting their ass kicked every single day. And wow. I've never I've never even gone to a dojo over there in Japan. Every time I've gone to Japan, luckily and blessed I am, I've always went over there as a name. So I never went to the dojo. I never got the train. I never stayed more than three or four days, you know. So I didn't get to experience all of that, which I'm like, I kind of regret it, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I've yeah, been over there like, you know, four or five times, maybe, maybe a little more. I don't know. Maybe about four or five times I've gone to Japan. They're pretty tough over there. Yeah, they are. They are. They are tough, but you just gotta let them know you just as tough as they are. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you one thing, you earn your damn money over there. You earn every penny of it. And that's what I tell these um 
these younger ones that were talking about Japan, I'm like, just letting you know, it's nothing like working in the States. And I don't give a damn if you make a dollar, 500 or 5,000, you're going to you working for every penny you make. Because <laughs> those <laughs> girls, they bring it. Yes. Now, as we hit the wind down, head towards the finish, when you have your students, are you are you going to be like JYD, where you say, "Hey, I'm not letting you use my name when you you know get out into the wild until you are totally ready." Yes, and we're like again, we're very hands on. As in fact, my husband right now, he has a booking in Tennessee tomorrow, and he's got like seven students with them. Oh, great! We take them on the road. We try to teach them everything because these kids, man. They haven't experienced much in life. Damn sure experienced shit in the wrestling business. You know, some of them have never traveled outside of this state. And, you know, you have to take them on the road. That's how Dog did us. Take us on the road, teach us how to act in the locker rooms, the locker room etiquette, travel etiquette, you know, how to book your rooms when you're on the road, how to eat when you're on the road, know you got to train while you're on the road, you know, so... Yeah, we're, we're very, very hands-on. <laughs> I like that. Because I feel like a lot of the guys just think like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler, but they don't know like the road. I mean, that, that they be don't. the toughest part. They have no clue. They don't even know how to talk to promoters. They don't know how to get booked, any of that. And we, we work with them on all of that. Our phone stays on 24-7. Our kids never got a question or concern about anything. They know they can reach us. I feel like there's like even another level of the training where it's not even in the ring at all. It's like, yes. hey, how to act, how to you know get yourself booked. I mean, there's so much more to it than just, hey, you're in the ring. You, I'm a good wrestler. I mean, there's yes. a other you're not going to leave wrestling. us and go somewhere and get in someone's locker room and, de- and be disrespectful and not know how to conduct business, not knowing how to talk with the booker, with the promoter. Like there's politics sides to that. And you're going to know how to interact when it comes to conducting business. Not saying the wrong dumb shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they'll be like, who trained you know, who, yeah. who the hell trained this dumbass? You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. So what's next for the dog band? I know you said you got some shows coming up. What's next? Yes, our next show is, uh, what are we, when? November, November the 27th. Um, we're also doing um, a, a training camp um, that same day. We're, um, we're in San Antonio, Texas at the historic Woodlawn Gym, um, November the 27th. Uh, doors open at six. Bell time is at seven. No, doors open at five thirty. I think this time, and and uh, for the meet and greet, and bell time is at seven. And we're also having like a training camp seminar that same day. So anybody wrestles from all over, whoever wants to come, not only has to be in Texas because we're having live uh filming, live TV tapings. There, we'll be filming, and um. And guys can come in and and see if they can learn. It's myself, Rodney, Charlie Haas, um, Jax Dane. You know, he's a former NWA world champions. And, you know, Charlie Haas and, 
yeah, we're 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 we got the real deal over here trying to um not trying. We are we're teaching. <laughs> yes. Nice. Love it. It's a pretty damn good resume of guys there. Pretty good. Exactly. Resume. Yes. Yes, sir. So where can everybody see the dog pound championship wrestling? Um, right now we're we're filming, but um we have this this um it's not gonna be on fight TV or anything. Oh my god, we're working with this pro big production company that's um out of Dallas and um and actually they're they're um I have to get I got um, I don't have all this information in front of me. Okay. Because shit is happening every day for us. They call me with some good news, and it's like it's so much I can't I can't even keep up with it. You know, it's moving really fast on me. But yeah, this production company is um, filming for us, and we're gonna he's um, gonna. I don't know if this one's gonna be a pay per view or not, but they're talking about pay per view. So. Again, I haven't even spoke with my husband too much today. I was taking care of my girls with dentist appointments, and he was on the phone conducting some business. But yeah, it I think it may be pay per view this 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 show November twenty seven. Nice. Yes. So sir. what's next for you? Like, as far as do you have some bookings lined up? Like, where can we see you next? Um, I don't have anything in November. I had some things, but. I don't know what happened, man. Some of the dates got all messed up, but um, the December the the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I'll be with NWA. I think they have a big pay per view. They'll be doing. We'll be doing there. Um, uh, what else I got in December eighteenth? December eighteenth is going to be with another company in Dallas called TSW. Which you'll be hearing about them really, really soon because that's one of our, our sister's company that we're working with who's doing all our production. So, yes, um, that's it for December. January, I got some other dates, but yeah, right now I want people to focus on Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. Yes. November the 27th, San Antonio, Texas. Tickets going on sale soon, probably uh, first thing next week. Very we'll be cool. all getting the tickets going on sale. Awesome. Where can everybody find you social media wise and all the dog pound website and all that? Yes. Um, you can find me at phenom underscore jazz, and that's for Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm getting better with my Instagram. I'm trying. I'm so <laughs> old school, bro. It's 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 a shame. <laughs> but um for our wrestling, um, it's at DP, DPC Wrestling on Twitter. And I forget the name of it on Instagram. Somebody else is doing all that for us. But please go there and, and um, follow us, man. We, 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 need, we need all the all the support we can get. All right. Awesome stuff, Jazz. Thank you so much for all the time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the dog pound. Thank you, John. Thank you. 
This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip where the power lies brother.